0: All right, welcome everybody to our latest MX Vice SMX Review Show podcast as we talk all things San Diego Supercross for what was a wild night of action in the mud where the great man won. Obviously, thank you all for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors in Golf Racing Fuels, Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Achervies AS3 Performance, CowSark UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, Hull Shop Motorhomes, and of course, Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. We're right, off for this episode. We're joined by Whiskey Throttle editor at large, Jeff Beaver. How's life? And thanks for joining us, mate.
1: It's good. Uh, yeah, like we just talked about, uh, I got real close to getting to the San Diego Supercross and uh, landed in Orange County on on Friday and uh, promptly got back on a plane and flew up to Nevada Friday night and had a 22-hour day and missed the ra- uh, the race, which... Did not sit well with me, but it is what it is. Got a job to do, but, um, you know, I think uh, Jesus took the wheel on the drive back across the Bonneville Salt Flats, and I'm lucky I'm here, but, uh, you know, probably won't do that again. But I- I'm glad I'm here to talk racing, and uh, uh what a weekend, man. I- I'm fired up. Let's get after it.
0: Yeah, man, it was a crazy weekend. Obviously, great result, great racing pretty interesting weather again i'm also joined by mx vice tester brad wheeler how's life and thanks for joining us as well mate you've been doing some pretty exciting stuff on the testing front as well haven't you
2: yeah so been yeah starting to get pretty busy the weather's um not so cold anymore not freezing as much still pretty wet but um yeah so we've had some had some things delivered from like fmf and uh hostile handware running o'neill uh bell motoclick um some stuff from yamaha as well gytr parts so um yeah lots of stuff we've got to get through And um, yeah i mean i'm trying to organize it into what i don't want to get wrecked when it's a bit muddy and what sort of things can can be ran in the mud so um yeah hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so when i've when i've quite a few things up on um up on mx vice but yeah lots to uh lots to get to us for sure pretty uh feeling pretty blessed
0: yeah absolutely mate life's good for sure and everything at mx vice is going good obviously everyone that wants to check out the ducati news that's all up there so that's pretty exciting times ahead for everyone in the sport but onto the racing and i know jeff you've got some pretty big praise for the big ap obviously you know him well he's an absolute legend everyone loves him it was great for him to finally get that win he's looking good the riding's good the fitness is good and he's always great value on in an interview there, isn't he, mate? So he's got the red plate too, and you can't really knock him because he's probably been the best rider, most consistent rider so far this season. So all good things for AP on the weekend. He got there, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is not an AP we've seen in a long time, since the 250 days, I guess. And That'd be the closest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after three rounds, uh, he's the be- he's the most consistent. He's got the red plate. Um I don't think anybody breathed that last half lap in San Diego. I mean, you probably heard a pin drop. I mean, nah, everybody was screaming. But I, I sent it home watching it on on uh, on my computer. I was just had my fingers crossed, just praying to Jesus that he made it around all those corners, and praying to Dale and everybody else under the sun that I could think of to pray to whatever God popped in my mind. I, I gave him, I gave him props, <laughs> man. Just let him get across the line, dude. And man, when he made it across the line, I was like, oh, it was the biggest relief, you know, to, to, to see him get that win. And, and the scariest part was watching Cooper chase him down. I'm all like, dude, not tonight, dude. Don't, don't, don't coop him tonight, bro. Yeah. Just uh, one night, just back it down. Nobody will say nothing, you know, but uh, what was pretty interesting and I haven't heard anybody talk about, and I don't think it was a big deal, but uh, when Coop and, uh, Sexton came together right there on that last lap. I'm like, oh man, here comes the critics. Everybody's gonna say that that Chase was doing team stuff, but um I don't think that was the case. Because if anybody was gonna say something, Coop would have been up on the on the podium, you know, saying, "Hey man, that I got cleaned out on that last lap. I'd have got him," you know. Even though they're buddies, if if Coop would have got dirt, done dirty, I think he would have said something. You know, I don't think he would have sugarcoated anything for anybody. So. Uh, for anybody out there kind of questioning that move i think of you know and you try to keep that bike up in the mud man i would have you know been arena cross uh, highlight reel and off into the grandstands you know asking some lady how, how i looked uh face planting into the seats next to her but uh, yeah I, it, it was just it was just rad dude uh, to, to finally get that monkey off his back that was pretty rad
0: yeah, absolutely. Well said. And Brad, what was your take on the AP win? Obviously, his exceptional performance. Obviously, last weekend, he would have liked to have had it in the bag, but he lost the goggles early and still rode really well, obviously, to get to where he did. And it was a bit sketchy there because he had Tomac behind him too. Obviously, he was lapped, but he was making life pretty difficult for everyone still because he obviously still had great speed. And AP was saying that sort of spurred him on and kept him honest. And then obviously, he had the pressure from Webb as well. So just your thoughts on it, mate. It was a pretty excellent you know, round for him, wasn't it? And a great start to the season.
2: Yeah, I think uh, well, he's obviously got the red plate, so he's been he's been the most consistent guy over three rounds, and I th- I think you've seen it at at all three rounds, not just the the two mud rounds that he's had the he's had the speed to run up front. Um, a one was pretty quiet, but still a solid result. And yeah, I think uh, I think almost having the once he lapped Tomac, having Tomac sort of sit behind him, um, kind of having to sort of keep Aaron on his toes a little bit maybe help him helped him keep his concentration rather than sort of uh, thinking about crossing that check crossing the finish line for the first time maybe sort of actually helped him a little bit but um, yeah it kind of was a little bit close for my liking after being lapped maybe sort of hang back a little bit but um, yeah and with the with the Sexton thing um, like Jeff said is kind of in conditions like that you are kind of at a, you, you kind of just going where the bike wants to go at at some point but um yeah I did see uh Coop did did flip him the bird I think when um he did did eventually get by him but um yeah I mean Chase sort of he did kind of hold Coop up a little bit do I think Coop's gonna get to him I, I don't really think he was gonna get there in the end anyway but um yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Chase maybe needed to just be a little bit more aware and maybe actually have to slow up a little bit more um to let to let Coop go by. But um it swings in roundabouts. I think if 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 it was the other way around, I'm sure Tomac would have maybe held Aaron up a little bit. But um yeah, I think overall the the best guy on the night won. There was there was a bit of a moment sort of three quarters of the way through Webb was really putting in a bit of a charge and it was he got that gap down sort of within like a couple of seconds from sort of six seconds pretty sharpish and it was like yeah if you're if your AP it's uh this squeaky bum time but props to <laughs> props to the cowboy. He um yeah, held his nerve. That last lap must have felt like an eternity, but, yeah, I mean, fair play to him he um, he got it done, and uh yeah, like Jeff says, a, a bit a big monkey off his back now, so I think, um, I think we're gonna see him on like up at the front end
0: a lot more now this year
2: yeah absolutely
0: well said mate and just obviously we're a bit of a frustrated figure on that one wasn't he Jeff and Brad just getting held up by Tomac as well I don't think he was too happy with that and he would have probably been eating a lot of roost throughout the race as well and that's another interesting dynamic obviously they don't have a heap to do with each other with the training programs and whatnot but it's always cool to see the sort of two alphas in the same truck like that but Yeah, Webb, you know, he's always just that ultra competitive. He's an absolute beast. He just wants to win every race. And, you know, there were so many questions coming into the season about how he'd be, and he didn't look so good in Paris. And But, yeah, he's just a weapon, and he just lets his riding do all the talking, and he looks really good on that bike already, and the fitness is obviously coming there. And he's just an animal, and he adapts to situations on the track so well. So your thoughts on Webb there, Jeff, from a night full of storylines, wasn't it? And if you want to have a little speak on Billy, that would be good too.
1: Yeah, I mean, Webb... I didn't know about the one fingered one fingered finger gun that he gave chase when he passed him. So the interesting, uh, well, uh, uh, practice and, uh, qualifying at Anaheim this weekend. Uh, I'm going to pay extra close attention to, uh, uh, Webb and, uh, what kind of, uh, poker he plays with, uh, Sexton cause I mean, he's the King of, uh, getting in someone's head. So, uh, let's see. Uh, how, how bad he wants to lay it on them. Uh, they're, they're all on the points hunt. So I could see some shenanigans there. Uh, that'll be pretty interesting. Um, you know, wrote good dude. Uh, uh, I think he's got that Yamaha figured out and he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he won this weekend. I mean, it, it's kind of rad because you've got sexting win, Plessinger can win, um, um, jet jet yeah, Roxon's right there. I mean, I'm not a huge Roxon fan, but dude, you got to give the man his due. The dude's a rocket. Right. And, uh, he, he can ride and, uh, watching him kickstart that bike. I was just like, Nope, ain't going to happen tonight, son. But, uh, you know, uh, but he wish he had an E button at that point, but that's neither here nor there, but, uh, you got to give the man his due. He's, uh, he's cagey as they come. And I think he's going to get a win anytime. Um, but Webb, yeah, I, for all the, you know, the the birds chirping in the forums and the vital goofballs. Uh, you know, you would think that Webb was done and he was sitting on the couch drinking beer with his hand down his pants like Al Bundy, but uh no, he's ready to go. He's he's gonna kick some butt and and get it done. Um I I think uh there's a lot of dog in him. I, I don't see him not getting a win here real quick.
0: Yeah, just a few words on Billy Leninovich, too, mate.
1: Yeah, Billy, Jesus took the wheel on that one. I mean, he—I guess he spun the wheel going up the the face of that jump, and he came up short. And uh, you know that's got to be scary. Case, one casing that, and then knowing dang well that there's people flying blindly over the face of that takeoff, and you're you're getting lawn darted. I mean, the dude just clobbered him, and you know. Yeah billy you know the first thing he says is you know god bless him he's apologizing for making those other guys wreck so that speaks about character you talk about guys like ap and their character billy's right there with with ap on character you know to to sit there and and first thing out of his mouth is i'm so sorry i wrecked you guys you know it's racing you know all those guys understand that it wasn't anything dirty but um I talked to him uh, yesterday, just, Hey man, you're all right. You doing good. And he goes, yeah, I'm just really, really sore, you know, to be expected. He got landed on. And then, uh, uh, you know, but I said, Hey man, you ever thought about getting into boxing? Cause you were bobbing and weaving like Ali and Frazier, man. You old man can move pretty good, (laughs) but he goes, man, you have no idea. He's He just wanted out of that situation, but I'm glad they made the decision to sit it out and he didn't try to push. I mean, you know, uh, when you get racked that bad in a mud race, I know it was his home race, but it ain't worth it. So uh, he's doing a lot of therapy this week. You know, he's made his announcements and uh, that he's going to do a lot of therapy. Hopefully we'll see him line up at Anaheim. Um, if he doesn't, I hope he comes. And uh, I'm going to put him in. Uh, if, he, if, if he shows up and he's not racing, Billy's getting a microphone and we're going to go around and talk to people. and We're going to go have some fun, but Billy's going to have a good time uh, if he can't twist the throttle if he shows up. But uh I'm just so glad he's okay. Could you imagine if he would have got weeded? Dude, that would have taken the wind out of my sails. That would have just sucked because he's such a rad human being. So glad he's okay. Uh, The way his results have been all season, I think uh, the way a couple of times he qualified like 17th. So in a triple crown format, if he can do some of that red therapy and uh, do some yoga and eat lots of Advil and drink lots of water and get lots of sleep and, Um, you know, just do whatever he's got to do to, to get out there and and his speed's good. If, if he rode like he did at, uh, Anaheim, you know, he would, uh, he would, uh, qualify right into the triple ground. So, um i i really really hope that he uh shakes this off pretty quick this week and and can get back out there and and get in there because uh it'd be rad because he'd make three main events honestly you know i i I don't know if you've ever been to one of the supercross races where it's a triple crown but it's fast paced and it's fun dude so i'm really really looking forward to anaheim hundred percent. It's been
0: so cool following his story. And you guys obviously have a bit of an inside line on all he's doing. So, yeah, we wish him all the best and hope to see him on the gate and in the mains as soon as possible. So, yeah, on to you, Brad. Just your thoughts on Barsha. Obviously, great podium result. It was a pretty quiet sort of night for him. He sort of avoided the drama, just did his own thing, which is kind of uncharacteristic of him with so much going on around him. But he needed that podium after a couple of challenging rounds. Obviously, he had that really bad sickness last weekend, had to go through the LCQ. So, good bounce back ride for him, wasn't it, mate?
2: Yeah, I think he did what he had to do. I think, obviously, like you said, really sick last week. Like, I think it was questionable if he was even going to ride. Um, so, yeah, put in, like, a gutsy effort last week. And then, yeah, got the start. Just sort of, yeah, put his head down. Didn't sort of do any typical Barsha things, trying to hammer people at the inside on the first lap. Really just settled in. And, yeah, I'd just, like, a real quiet, lonely third and when you're not feeling 100%, that's, that's exactly what you want. It's just a nice, nice, easy 20 minute, uh, just hit your marks, keep it up. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably a really underrated ride for, um, for Barsha, but yeah, first podium of the year. Um, I mean, he's, he's ninth in points, 20 back, but I mean, we've seen this year, it's, it's been absolutely mayhem. So, um, I mean, the twenty points could easily become ten points within a weekend. So, yeah, not out of it by a long shot. And uh, yeah, I think the the triple crown format this weekend coming and sort of play into his into his strengths a bit as well. A bit of a sprinter usually gets pretty good start. So, yeah, put himself in a in a relatively good position. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well said. And obviously, as we look down the list, obviously the Lawrence and Anderson duel. Sort of took a lot of the headlines and it was a little bit annoying it came this weekend in a way it overshadowed AP's win just a little bit took a bit of the gloss off it but I'll ask you guys obviously you can start first Brad and then Jeff you can continue but obviously Jet pretty impressive effort obviously he was very frustrated with Anderson but all things considered getting a fourth obviously had that thumb issue after that nasty crash on press day salvaged a fourth obviously both men the tensions were high there so I guess you probably would have thought Jet would have had more podiums. Obviously, had that exceptional win, but he hasn't got on the podium since. So, on one podium in the three rounds. So, your talk on the incident and Jet first, then Brad, then Jeff can take over after you. Yeah,
2: so I think he's gone one nine four something like that. I'm pretty sure it was a ninth at the at the last round. Um, yeah, I think you you kind of seeing like the rook, the rookie mistakes sneak in a little bit more than what what they did in the outdoors. Um, obviously, come up short on the quads. Uh, in practice or at press day, um, looked like he jammed his thumb a little bit, but seemed to be okay. Come the heat race, didn't seem to get a very good start. The Hondas seem to be struggling off the grid when it's when it's wet. They they seem to have it pretty dialed, unless you're Shimoda, uh, when it's dry. But yeah, they just it seems to all spin a lot. In the wet, I don't know if the that the the RPMs are set too high on the on that get dashboard for the wet maybe, but yeah, they seem to be struggling to get off. But he, yeah, a bit of a a veteran move, snap around the inside, sort of went through that rhythm section, hit Mach hit Mach three going through the whoops in the heat race, blew past about fifteen guys. Um, at that point, he kind of needed to settle in and to sort of resort back to doubling through the whoops because. I mean, it was a miracle that he made it through as well as he did on the first one. I think at it, it, that point, you needed to just sort of say, like, yeah, I don't need to win this race. It's a heat race. I don't need to win it by 50 seconds. Doubling through the whoops is going to get the job done. But um, yeah, I mean, as we've seen, he got a bit got a bit buck wild, spat him off, but props to him, he got back up, came back through to third. And yeah, in the heat race, another poor start. Uh, did Did well to come through and then uh yeah obviously got jammed up a little bit behind Anderson he felt Anderson was weaving and sort of blocking him a little bit which he's pretty much got every right to do i mean he's in front of him the track the line's his he can go where he wants if the tr- if you get to a section this one liney and Anderson decides to ease up a little bit and take a breather then that's his prerogative he can do what he wants um whether jets happy with that or not and um yeah i think obviously he got a bit cheesed off with it and uh, temper's boiled over. He decided to <clears throat> have, a, have a go at El Hombre. And then I think he quickly decided that was a terrible idea. Uh, and yeah, issued a bit of an apology. But yeah, I think it was just tempers running high. Everyone's hot. Everyone's bothered. Um, I don't think there's any need to look into it. I don't think Anderson is going to hold a grudge too much. Otherwise, that could really F his season right up if you're Jet. <laughs> because Anderson's not afraid to pretty much ruin his race to put you on the floor. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any need to sort of look into it too much. I think it was just everyone was everyone was hot, everyone was bothered. Obviously, Jet didn't get the result he wanted. And, um, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. what, what do you think, Jeff?
1: Well, you know, first of all, people – you know jet just came off a perfect season and he's the chosen one from the you know the mainstream and you know i get it and and people want the anti-hero right and so you you get to the top and the only place to go is down and and that includes with your fans and the 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 fans in this sport just like any other sport about are about as sharp as a bowling ball sometimes and They just do some of the dumbest stuff. I mean, his whole life has been about racing. And to think that when he gets under pressure, one, his brain physically hasn't developed all the way. You know, that's a scary thought. Wait until uh, his brain matures and he gets into his early 20s and he really figures it out, especially if he stays healthy. Then everybody's really in trouble. But he's still a kid. And so everybody's beating the crap out of him. If I would have gotten to a fight like that, uh, we would have been on the ground rolling around and, you know, my fingers would have been in, in the other guy's eyeballs, you know? And, uh, and, and so, yeah, he was hot. He, I, I, I kind of watched some footage of it. I didn't see anything to really get that fired up about, but you know, everybody in that paddock was kind of irritated just the fact that it was a second mud race in a row. Uh, so, you know, tensions are going to be a little high and he hasn't had a great couple of weekends and and he let it boil over and you got to remember he's just a kid and and i'm not defending what he did what he did was wrong but he's just a kid he'll he'll learn from it if you don't think Dazzy and lucas and his brother just let him have it when he got back in the truck not to mention lars you think uh doing that crap on the track on live television for factory honda went over well yeah. no no that went over <laughs> like a church you know so he's he 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 took his licks back at the truck and he's still probably taking them and you know even and this goes back to fans you know they're like oh you know he just put that apology out that's just damage control well yeah duh it's damage control but he put it out you know he was a man he owned it you know at the end of the day he could have said I ain't doing that you know and and so you know part of being a man is owning up right so he, he did let's see what he does next weekend but i mean don't don't burn him at the stake because he grabbed anderson by the helmet and and uh quite frankly you know uh, it's a good thing he's got a big strong neck because i think anderson tried to pull it, his his head off <laughs> it was a that was a good little tug old jason's got there he's uh, stronger than he looks so uh it was good entertainment uh they got a fine And, uh, hopefully that crap ends and that they don't end up yard sailing each other during the season and they just, they just get over it. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll laugh my ass off if I, uh, walk by the calorie rig and somebody brought us up and bring some jets and donuts to, to Anderson. I think that'd be comedy. And I mean, how could you be mad at them after that? That'd be pretty damn funny, you know? So yeah. And a team Fried shirt ends up over at the Honda rig, you know? So well, there'll be signs. If uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys know if I we'll see it, but uh, people just need to get off of the kid. You know, at the end of the day, he's just a kid.
2: Uh, no, I was going to say it's it's just it's it's almost nice to see the like the passion. It would be very easy for like a, a guy in this situation to uh, he's, he's got all the money, he's just gone undefeated. He could just like be just like have the I'm not bothered attitude. It's it's nice to see that he's still got the, that fire and the passion that he feels that like he's that pissed off that he's he's having a go at somebody else whether it is whether it is right or wrong but yeah obviously not not really a guy you want to make an enemy of but um yeah i just i just like to see the the, the passion still there
0: yeah it's pretty cool yeah, no, just, it's just watching the rocks incident too from last year the fans are certainly sort of elevating their hate towards him in some ways and hunter obviously cops it as well doesn't he yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
0: i was just yeah i think uh well, sorry, sorry. What was the the Roxen incident? You just- the Jet Lawrence Roxon thing in SMX where he waved him past, and yeah, that oh, didn't, yeah, yeah. that didn't go down too well. But and then obviously, yes. Mx, It seems like the comments on whenever we do a post on Hunter, even if it's just about qualifying, everyone's just straight after him, giving him hate, saying he's a jerk, and a lot of this stuff, which is like a lot of it's just unwarranted. But I know Hunter has that little bit of edge about him, and he's really competitive. But like Jets, he's the same, but Jets sort of a bit more laughable off the track, whereas Hunter's a little bit more serious, which is cool. It's cool to have their own distinct personality so just your thoughts on them too there mate and hunter as well yeah i like it seems like if you're a fan of the lawrences
2: you're a fan like a diehard fan and then it's just the ones that just just love to hate them just any excuse to to ream them out um they'll take it like the the kenny instant smx with the the one plus two equals five and all that jazz but uh i mean yeah like jeff saying, he's, he's just a kid at the end of the day and the the amount of pressure and money this sort of on his shoulders um is immense there's not many people in the world that could deal with that sort of pressure i mean like like to do the 22 and oh is just unbelievable at his age um he's he's immature and very mature like at the same time um and yeah like you said hunter he's he's much more like methodical with what he says the way he goes about it himself, but then again he is sort of he's sort of four or five years older than jet so he um he sort of he knows the score he knows the sort of people who don't really want to be pissing off and he knows he knows the situation he's in he's um he he's not really he's not Honda's golden boy. Like Jet is in, it seems like Jet can really do no wrong. In Honda's eyes, uh, obviously, like Lars probably did have a bit of a bit of a dig at Jet when he got back, like saying, "Oh, you can't do that; it's just like disrespectful and that this and that." But yeah, I mean, Hunter's sort of in a position where he needs to he needs to perform a little bit. Um, he's putting in some good, solid results. He's turning it around a little bit, but um, yeah, I kind of feel like the pressure's on Hunter a little bit to sort of. Just just show something really. It just kind of seems like he's not really he's it's been it's been okay, but there's not really you've not seen that the two fifty hunter that we saw last year. That confidence just doesn't seem to be there. Um but I, I think it's coming. Obviously, he he's like a real rookie to the four fifty class. He doesn't have that outdoor season under his belt. So it is gonna take some time and just gate drops are gonna help. So as long as he keeps doing what he's doing he needs to get better starts is sort of where <clears throat> where the problem lies you put yourself in good position and good things happen i mean you, you, look at mookie he's he's had great speed in the heat races and then just ends up on the ground for whatever reason in in the main events and yeah i don't know if you're rockstar husky you're banging your head against the wall i
0: think <laughs> Yeah, it's been a rough start. I think Mel, I sure. think and, no, I was just I was going to ask you a question, Jeff. Obviously, before we move on to the rock star Husqvarna guys like Brad was just mentioning, obviously we know the Lawrence brothers' dad, Dazzy, keeps him on the straight and narrow, keeps them humble, keeps him motivated, keeps him doing the right thing. So he'll just be instilling some more lessons into him and, and learning, especially with Jed on this one. And it was pretty interesting. I wanted to also get your take from America, obviously the Deegan versus Hunter Lawrence last year in the two fifties or sort of cultivated a bit of a us versus them, that USA proud. And there's definitely that edge that the U S supporters want their riders doing well, which is completely understandable, but do you feel a little bit of edge towards the Lawrence brothers, especially, and I guess some more of the international riders, a lot of Frenchmen in the past have copped it. So just your thoughts on the pride those U S fans have as well.
1: Oh, Hey, you know, you cut me open and I bleed red, white, and blue, buddy. Uh, America as it gets, you know, Uh, but no, I don't hold any animosity towards them because they're over here and, you know, you guys better be careful because we're going to start claiming them pretty soon. You know what I mean? Uh is ours. You know, uh, South Africa can't have them. Grant belongs to us now. Sorry. Suck it. Um, But, uh, uh you know, I, I love what they're doing, you know. America was all about people coming over here and creating a life and look what the kids did. You know, they came over, they, they came from nothing and they came over here and America was the dream and and they're living it. So that's American as it gets, if you really look at it. So anybody who says that's not is an idiot. Um, I love Deegan and what he did and flying the flag, just like uh, if jet won and he went up and uh, flew the Aussie flag, I got no problem with that that's his people that's his country right and uh has every damn right to and um, all that woke crap now you miss me with that i don't i don't play that you do know, have a bad day we have that conversation but um you know when you, you kind of hinted on people kind of call uh hunter a jerk i've talked to him quite a bit and he's always been super polite to me and really really polite and i actually make a point to not even talk about the racing with him uh his dad's really into cars. Uh, you seen my Chevelle. I talked to him about cars, dude. And you talk to him about cars. He lights up like a little kid, dude. You know, he loves cars, dude. I, I was trying to talk him so bad into... He brought his Porsche out from Florida and had it at Anaheim. Anaheim I'm like, man, let's go hit Ortega Highway. And this is windy two-lane highway that cuts over from Orange County to, to um, uh, Elsinore uh, over a steep mountain grade. I mean, you, you'll end up... Uh, looking like James Dean if you screw up, but, uh, if you, if you make it, you can, uh, you can, uh, live a little on that road, but now nah, he wouldn't have none none on going out with my fat butt. But, uh, you got to understand if imagine putting yourself in their shoes when everywhere you go, it's just jet, 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 you know, hunter, 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 hunter. After a while, no matter how nice of a person you are, you're just like, dude, just just leave me alone. And I need a little space. And so, some people are going to get that from time to time and they're human and you got you got to give these guys a, a little bit of slack, put yourself in their shoes. Like like I told you, if I had a camera in my face all the time, I'd probably punch somebody pretty quick, you know, and uh, hand over my credentials and say sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Gotta go, but you know, everybody just needs to kind of chill and just understand that these guys are all in a pressure cooker. They're making huge money. They've got major corporations expecting things from them and and the fans expecting stuff from them so they're not always going to be who you want them to be you know what's the old saying you know be careful about meeting your heroes you know you'll be disappointed well just go into it understanding that they're human they don't owe you anything really you know i mean Uh, other than to just be polite you know and and give it you know try to be the time of day and if they're a jerk then hey that's on them but Um, expecting him to be jovial and always be Johnny cool guy, you know, that's, that's just an energy drain, dude. You know, how how do you know what, you don't know what's going on at home. You don't know what's going on in their life besides that, you know, like when he was racing last summer with his ribs separated, I'd have skipped every one of them, but dude, I'm over it. Leave me alone. You know? So um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, people uh, ragging on riders, but, uh, but just to touch back on that whole uh, American pride thing. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't wait for the Nationals this summer because it's going to be game on, baby. Uh, I can't wait to see Deegs out there uh, flying the flag and just pissing people off. It's going to be great. Oh, It's going to be so good, mate.
0: Yeah, that East rolls around too. Even just seeing him there is going to be really good. Obviously, the fans love him. And that's a great point you make about just being careful to make sweeping judgments when you rarely know the full story. So you need to sort of cut those riders a little bit of slack because they're obviously not the most open sometimes about telling people what's going on with their problems and everything. So yeah, you just got to sort of be careful with making just too many assumptions with what's going on. And I guess moving back to the racing, Brad Ferrandes, very impressive again, just managing things well, consistent. He struggled in those conditions, he was saying, but still impressive. Super happy with the bike, happy with the team. Everything's in a pretty good place. And if he can stay fit and get through the season, which he hasn't really done in 450 Supercross, who knows what he can achieve. Podium probably next on the agenda for him. Yeah, I think you you
2: you hear any of the interviews that he's doing with people, and he's he's super happy with the bike, really like pleased with his riding in in most um, instances. But yeah, I mean, he's sixth in points, um, he's he's been pretty much there every weekend. And like you said, I think if he can get through the seventeen rounds healthy, um, he's someone that could do some do some damage in the outdoors. Um, I, yeah, like four hundred and fifty supercrosses been a bit of a, a burden for him in the past. He's not really made it all the way through healthy, um, but he really does shine in the outdoors. So I think I think if he carries on the way he's going, it wouldn't surprise me if we sort of see him sneak up on the podium every now and again. I, I'm not really sure I can see him really getting a win yet, but it definitely it, it could happen. But I think just just with the way the field is at the moment, I think a podium here and there and end the season sort of, yeah, top, even top eight in points I think is will be a strong season for Dylan first year on that team um obviously not a factory effort as well so yeah I think him and the team will be pretty happy with that and it it'll give them a bit of confidence moving moving
0: into the outdoors few words on sexton's night as well quickly and then you can follow on Jeff obviously not so good in the main had that issue at the start and that set him back a long way but really impressive ride to get back to where he did and He'll be looking forward to that A2, getting back to the dry weather where he can really flex his muscles like so many guys like Jed as well. So pretty cool. You know, just a good sort of damage limitation round by Chase, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, I mean, he's one point off of AP at the top. So, yeah, real good sort of damage control. Uh, eighth on the night. Yeah, obviously, he he had that instant at the start, which in those conditions, that's, that's basically game over Um you, you you just don't come through from the back of the pack to win a race when the conditions are like that. And for sort of sixty percent of the race, it's pretty much one line. We saw some more lines sort of breaking towards the end. But yeah, I mean you 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 give him a clear track and I mean, like you said, the week before he, he got the start and, and won the race. So it's yeah. I mean, and then Tomac ninth the week before got the start was second. They're eighth and ninth this weekend. It's just uh it's just the way things go in those conditions you don't get the start that's that's pretty much where you're going to end up um it's yeah it's just one of those things but like I said i think one point off the lead i, I don't think it was any secret he wasn't super happy with the bike coming into the start of the year so if you tell him if you told him four weeks ago that you're going to be one point off the lead after three rounds i think he'd take it
1: yeah my thoughts on uh is. they found that new suspension setting and he's going right back to anaheim it's the same dirt it's going to be a little beat up after monster jam pounding it down um and it's uh raining like crazy uh in southern california today so that track is going to rut up hard um we're not expecting any other weather the rest of the week uh when i looked this morning but i talked to bruce uh, about an hour ago and he said it was just absolutely pouring and bruce is about 45 minutes away from uh anaheim so yeah they're getting wet um but it'd be interesting to see uh what chase does with that new setting uh nobody uh is harder on themselves in in the sport i think than that guy um he's he's probably got marks on his arm from pinching himself or something you know he's so mad at himself for not being on the podium uh but it wasn't his fault i mean i'm just glad you know you watch how Um, Malcolm hit him cartwheeled into him, kind of lucky didn't get hurt, you know, so to get up and come back as far as he did and salvage points. I think, I think the top guy, eight guys, you know, one through one through eighth place in the championship is a 12 point spread. And I think four through seven are all tied for 11 points. So Mm -hmm. Anaheim's going to be interesting to see how that all, uh, pulls apart and uh, where the points land after Anaheim, um. You know, and and poor Malcolm, dude. I don't know if he rear-ended a truck full of mirrors or something on the way to Anaheim and didn't tell anybody, but that guy's had the worst freaking luck. Uh, I just, I don't know what's going on. Um, but the Moto Gods were good to AP. Now it's time for the Moto Gods to be good to Malcolm, because uh, he's he's next on the list. It was like the Boston Red Sox finally won a World Series, and then a couple years later, the, uh, the Cubs finally got it, so... Um, Malcolm's the cubbies right now he needs to he needs to get his dub and get get that off his back and and um and get a win uh it's pretty much a make or break year you know it's not a big secret he's gotta he's gotta perform and he's definitely got the speed everybody you know all his teammates at the at the um team launch when we were in uh Temecula just said dude he is absolutely flying it's it's insane how fast he's going so I think you give that guy a start and uh, a a little bit of headway and he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to, he's going to do some gnarly stuff on the track, you know, and, uh, and then Sexton's going to be right there. So this season, the, the two mud races were just kind of like, uh, it's almost like we're going into the second round uh, at Anaheim too, because Mm. these two mud races were just kind of um, like a wild card races, you know, just, anything goes you you can't judge anybody on their performance in them you know because the track's the ultimate uh adversary at that point so to me we we're ju- we're really going into round two of the series right now and it's going to be interesting to see what these guys do
0: yeah and just to follow that one up jeff your thoughts on tomax right obviously had great speed Obviously, getting off to that terrible start didn't help. But yeah, the speed was there. He was causing havoc. He was sort of in a race within a race a little bit there, keeping everyone honest, keeping AP honest, keeping Web honest, and another decent you know, points haul for him. Not the night he wanted, obviously. Yeah, after last week, he was so good. But, and also to round out the top 10, Dean Wilson, mate, great ride. He was running in eighth for a lot of that main event and made it through the LCQ. And those bikes looked sick. The kit looked sick. He was rocking the walk-in fit as well with the cigarette there. So when Dean's happy, Dean rides well. And it's just good for the sport because he's had a fair bit of adversity the last little while. And it was great to see him win the Aussie Supercross series here and do so well in WSX. And then obviously when you avoid... Vince freeze up the start. You can do some pretty good things, mate. So I'll let you start with that one, Jeff, and then Brad, you can continue.
1: Wow. Tomac, uh, I know he went down. Uh, and again, I I kind of didn't – I haven't recapped it. as probably as good as I should have, but I've been working 14, 16 hours a day since before the race and after. Uh, I know he did go down in the mud, but he got back up. And, and when Aaron and him uh, – when he went around Aaron – or when Aaron went around him and – He started hunting him, you know, and I was like, oh, man, uh oh, (laughs) what's going on here? You know, but uh, um, probably just uh, give him a little bit of pressure to to keep him honest. And, um, you know, he's a racer. He doesn't it doesn't matter who's in the lead. He, He doesn't like anybody going by him, you know. So I like I said, I think it's just the the mud races are just kind of a whatever it is what it is just out get as many points as you can and don't get hurt and uh don't get a dnf and and then go into the second dry race which to me in my mind is round two and um you know he he um he found some settings going into san francisco that he obviously didn't get to showcase at san francisco or san diego so you never know uh uh, Beast Mode may him out there and uh, teach the kids a thing or two about uh, manners and uh, and kicking ass, you know, so be interesting to see. And Dino, I forgot you asked me about Dino. Dean's rad, dude. <laughs> Bruce went up and shot a little edit with him. He's got these 1987 wireless earbuds on, you know, probably weighed 20 pounds. He's got his new balance on his jorts, you know rocking bon jovi i mean the dude's just classic and uh i hope to hell he stays around the sport um uh, and uh, if he disappears from the sport it's gonna suck i mean they still to do good to to bring him back uh um in some kind of capacity at a race day live or 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 down on the track i mean it'd just be comedy you know what i mean uh uh, just give him a mic and like uh, let him go hot mic during the race, you know, and let him make just comments about people's riding. Could you imagine how comedy that would be? Just to give him a mic, you know, and um, you know, uh, uh, Jace was talking about uh, like the uh, in helmet, yeah. um system oh god man I, I was like yeah yeah keep pushing that keep pushing that one for safety but if we could mic them up and just hear what they have to say i mean imagine what would have been coming out of barsha's mouth when he's riding around in a, in a rash in his in his speedo spandex uh kit there you know that <laughs> we'd have to it would have been bleep 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 and it sound like me on a podcast but uh um It'd have been comedy, or to hear what would Aaron would have been saying when he went across the finish line, you know, something like that. That would have been insane. And 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 just Ordino uh riding around when Vince <laughs> when he sees Vince, you imagine that mic'd up. Yeah, that would be the most watched reel in the history of the sport, you know. So come on, Feld, put some mics on them boys, you know. The fans want it, give them what they want. Nobody's gonna get mad at you, dude. You know, uh, make it happen.
2: Yeah, I I think uh just uh, yeah, touch again on on Wilson. The, a tenth, I think, is like like Frandis is a, is a great result. Um, he sort of he's been in the L C Q like more times than he's probably wanted to. Um, so yeah, I think a tenth in conditions like that. Uh, he, I think he probably is was over the moon with it if he can carry on getting a few more top tens here and there throughout the year. I think that's a sort of a good a good seasons for him to for him to end on i mean the the class is the class is legit i mean <laughs> the people behind him I mean, you've got prado roxon Cincerillo, justin cooper i mean they're they're no slouches. and uh yeah i mean turning out walking into the into the paddock with a with a burn on the go um i think was uh is pretty awesome as well so <laughs> that uh yeah if you could walk into the paddock smoking a burn, and then put it in the top 10 in the main event, then uh, you're doing all right by me. A so
1: burn is a cigarette. A cigarette. cigarette is a burn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had, I had to get educated on YZ the other day. You know, so um, <laughs> a burn. Okay, I got it. You say burn here in America. It's a little something, something different. That's more Twitch's alley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little jazz cigarette.
1: Yeah, jazz cigarette. I like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've got three lingos from all over the globe going on here. So as long as the fans, they can keep on track of it all, mate, or they'll learn a few things, they'll be good <laughs> to go, mate. So some of your sayings are pretty quality too, Jeff, mate. So yeah, we'll keep them going. And obviously, Brad, you start with Prado and Jeff, you can follow on. But yeah, another mm. pretty solid round, obviously 11. I'm pretty sure he's keen for another dry race, he was saying, even though he's Got some really good results. I think he just wants that another test and just to get some more learning and see how he stacks up and on another proper sort of level playing field, I guess, because he's been making strides in terms of comfort with the bike, racing at night and just getting used to racing these heavy hitters on those tracks because it's no mean feat doing what he's doing and he obviously wants to improve his passing which he's mentioned all the way through XGP because he obviously gets those starts so good and you know he can have it all his own way but it's definitely a different beast supercross so yeah just your blokes thoughts on that and obviously staying for a2 so that's more racing more prado more action for the fans and especially you jeff this weekend as well
2: yeah yeah staying for a2 so first triple crown um like we said earlier shorter races uh three more chances of it getting that whole shot and sort of running up front. And yeah, like you said, it's it's all totally new to it. Like not just the supercross, but the the racing at night, the racing under the lights, the racing in the stadium. It's like all completely new to him. Um and yeah, I think he's doing I think he's doing a brilliant job winning the heat race last weekend. Um and yeah he's 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 right in there. He's in the mix. He doesn't look out of place. Uh you see him sort of uh on race day live in practice and stuff, and he's he's doing all the big rhythms, he's he he looks a lot more comfortable than what he did like in first practice A1. Um and yeah, I think it's quite clear at this point that he's he's coming back or he's heading back, back in 25. Um from everyone that you sort of speak to, they've spoken to him, he's he's happy over there, he's really enjoying it. And yeah, I think if he could get away with it, I think he'd stay there now. Um, I don't think we'd see him back in MXGP at all, but um, as it is, obviously he's got contract obligations and wants to run that number one plate in the MXGP and try and sort of eh, retain that title. But yeah, I think his, his, his sights are firmly set on on America and he, he's still young. I mean, he I think he's 23 Uh and like so, he's not even that much older than Jet, really. Um, he's going to be around for a lot longer, and he's he's talented on the bike. He rides the bike really well. So, yeah, I think you, know, you could sort of give him a, another another full year next year, and he's going to be a serious force to be reckoned with. And outdoors straight away, he's going to be right on pace. I mean, you saw what Crowley was capable of doing, um, in twenty twenty two uh he was sort of knocking around that podium. Um and that was uh sort of out of shape, out of touch, not been on the bike much, Coroli. And you're gonna have a have a whole shot artist like Prado in the peak of his career. I think he can he can do some serious damage.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're kind of spot on. Either that or he's the, the smartest man on the planet. What if he's uh what if he's thinking, hey man I'm going to play up this whole supercross thing and he's going to get the people back in Spain. So fired up that they're going to throw the hugest contract in history at him to get him to stay for the GPs. And he's going to ride off the bank going suckers, you know, but uh, you never know, but I, I want him to come back. I think he's cool, dude. And I think it's good for the sport, you know, and um, he's got some good results already and uh, having him back for 25 would be absolutely awesome. I, I hope he goes over there, defends his title. And he gets another number one plate and then rides off into the sunset, a two-time back-to-back world champion, and then comes over here and gives it a go in Supercross. You know, he's got plenty of runway left to become a Supercross champion and an outdoor national champion. I think you got to automatically put him in the top five of title contenders for outdoors. I mean, uh, look at when Hurlings uh, came over here gp guys can ride and they can ride good our tracks are different it's a different program but he'll pick up on it it's in the daytime so there'll be less like you said the lights and all that stuff uh, but i i think he wants to come over here and conquer america i mean why wouldn't you you know it, it's a huge market the money's probably going to be insane when he comes so uh, i i think he'll be back i think 25 will come back hopefully he has two number one plates uh, world championship plates to bring with him and hang on his wall in southern california
0: Yeah, and a couple more talking points from the 450s. We haven't even touched on the 250s yet, but obviously Benny Bloss on the beta making the first main event for them. So I guess he's made history there. First one for the brand. So he obviously had a little bit of a tough start to the year, the team and him. But yeah, I guess exciting times ahead and he'll just keep building on that 15th place, won't he, Brad? And also Freddie Noren, obviously starting in the top 10 was very impressive. Obviously dropped back as the main went on, but that was a pretty cool start. Another guy that had some nice international flavor and just a shout out to Justin Cooper as well. Solid heat. Got the whole shot in the main, then had a spill, which will really be annoying for him not making the most of a start in that class, but still be good confidence. So any of that you'd like to pick at Brad to start with, and then Jeff, you can go on. Yeah. your uh, Benny, chucking it in the main.
2: I think, um, I think that's all you can really ask for in the first year at, at, at 450 Supercross is to just be consistently in that main event. Um yeah i think if he can continue to put it in the main throughout the year they're gonna they're gonna build they're gonna learn things that the, they're gonna learn things with the bike that are just gonna help um later on uh down the years um and with uh yeah with freddy obviously privacy or effort running at the at the chevy trucks graphics this weekend and the pink gear looking like stew with a uh, reed's number which was a bit weird but um yeah, nice, nice touch. There were some cool throwbacks this weekend. Did really, did really like it. The um, the smart top guys look cool as well with the uh, with the McGrath throwback. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, like you said, Benny, Benny's doing. I think what what they need him to do, and I think if you're Freddie, he's. I'm pretty sure he's made all three mains this year. Um, so, yeah. I think if that's that's a great start to the year for someone who is is arguably not a, a staple main event guy. Um, same with same with Cade Clayson, another guy who's uh probably a bit more of a regular in the last chance qualifier than he wants to be. But um, yeah, made all three mains so far this year, got the whole shot in the heat race. Uh, I mean, Jet Blue's doors off in the whoops on the first lap, but still, I mean, got the whole shot against like some seriously good talent. So there's a uh, there's bit there's been some sort of underrated rides and some rides that have gone like under the radar, which have been really strong rides. I mean, Shane's Macarthur ride last weekend, um, was another great another great ride. This not been talked about enough, I don't think, um, and justin rodbell as well um not 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 really done you look at his supercross results and uh there's not a there's not a massive amount they had to to pick at so so um to put it in the main event the last two weeks is uh is is fairly impressive
1: yeah yeah it's uh pretty interesting uh i want to see where uh Justin Cooper is going to end up at the end of the supercross season. Um, I've never really talked to him too much. He's kind of a quiet guy, but I think uh, outdoors, he's going to probably shine a little more on that bike, but I just wonder where his confidence is at. Um, we really haven't been able to see much in the mud. It's probably really frustrating for him, but he's a damn good rider. And I'll think, I think he'll figure it out. Um Know like Rod Bell, uh, he's coming off. He had an Achilles injury, if I'm not mistaken, and he's coming back from that. And so to make back to back mains for that team, he's on. That's pretty cool, you know. And we uh, we need to shine more light on the privateers in the sport because without them, you know, you don't have a full gate, and it would it'd, it'd be kind of weird out there. So I, you know, I I'm a firm believer that this sports to end up in like a F1, F2, F3 model. Um, whether they add more racing at night and have a privateer class or something or like a spec class uh for the privateers and then you have the 450 guys as like a, a formula 1 and uh the 250 guys as a formula 2 I don't know where it's going but something's got to happen to where the the privateers can make a living and 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 showcase their talents because they ride good they put in a ton of effort and uh it, it, it's just good to have him out there um as far as Benny going I'm glad uh, that's pretty cool he got his name in the record books uh he got a 15th uh, pretty cool to stamp a beta into the record books and um I really hope we get Colt back soon because um I I just want to see him shine out there and uh, and uh, finally get going and get some results and get some consistency um he's such a great guy and capable of winning races uh he's got massive speed and aggression on the bike so uh that that's the two i'm looking for is benny getting uh, consistent and them sorting out their their team you know it's all brand new so uh, i think they'll figure it out but uh, i really out of all the guys that are in the 450 class the, the one who's not racing is is Colt and I really really am excited to see him get out there and, and shine and do his thing and then real quick before we get off to the 450s what'd you guys think of that Ducati that dropped yeah it
0: looks good doesn't it Brad uh yeah sure
2: uh <laughs> does that does that do you do you remember the Aprilia that they they brought I back in 2009 Nine. i want to say yeah 2010 with they had like coppins and uh chiodi on it and it, it just i mean the frame that like someone had chucked a, a scaffold like a scaffold or put it together um but like just the whole plastics with weird front end and um yeah just i'm not sure about the plastics on the ducati i'm sure the engine's great I'm sure it absolutely rips. I mean, their their MotoGP bikes are fucking animals. So, um, yeah, just the, the graphic design is the concern for me. But yeah, I'm sure the bikes. I'm sure the bikes
1: mint. Yeah, the majority of the comments on the post I put up today are bagging on that front fender. Um, expect some changes in that front fender for 2025. Uh, it's different looking, uh, but I the way they designed it was. Uh, it's kind of like got two big strong backs coming off the fork too, but I bet that fender doesn't flop around a whole lot. But uh, if you get stuck, you can pull it off and use it as a shovel to get your bike out of the mud. That's for sure. That thing's huge. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool, mate. We'll definitely watch this space.
0: The interest of it that they've got some serious resources and infrastructure to throw at that to make it as good as possible on top of having excellent test riders like caroli and lapino to develop it and streamline that process so all the different stuff and tech they can throw out it It should be a fair weapon by the time it's ready and we'll just keep following with interest because it's a pretty cool program and obviously someone like ducati coming into motocross is pretty impressive so all these new brands and manufacturers are only good things for the sport and good things for media outlets like us to cover really so we're almost done the hour now lads but so just some final thoughts on the 250 class we're probably gonna have to gloss over it pretty quickly but Yeah, obviously, Nate Thrash is superb. What a ride carving through. Speed, intelligence. Made some great line selections too. He made the difference where others couldn't on that tough racetrack. And yeah, he came back from around 10th, I believe, off the start. So to do that against a lot of those legit guys and that, you know, factory riders all through that top 10. So great speed. And if he can just stay healthy, fingers crossed. Obviously, had that nasty crash earlier in the season. So hopefully, if he stays healthy, he can do some serious damage, Carney. And I'll let you start off first with the 250s, Brad. Yeah, we saw Nate
2: uh, last year when he was battling with Hunter. Uh he's got he's got the speed. And yeah, we've seen it again on the on the weekend. He was uh methodical sort of picked his picked his spots where he was gonna make his moves and made them stick. Uh nothing wasn't doing anything crazy, wasn't like doing any jumps that the other people weren't doing, just uh consistent, upright and uh yeah, made it happen. And um yeah, I think it's going to be a big confidence booster for him. I think the crash at A one sort of knocked the wind out of his sails a little bit. So hopefully this will um yeah this will sort of reignite him a little bit and then uh, it'll uh sort of get him back up at the up at, up at that sharp end.
1: Yeah, two fifty class. Uh, it was good to see Nate come back. You know, he had what he tore his ACL at Atlanta and so to already come back and and get a race win that's rad um it, it definitely helps his uh contract prospects for next year i think i do believe this is a contract year for him and to get a win is uh definitely going to keep him um give him some negotiating power so hopefully he has some good consistency jordan smith i mean the dude's riding rad you, know, you can't say nothing bad about him uh you know and it's kind of interesting how the sport has changed the last couple of years to where these guys are starting to get better as they get older you know like Ken and and Tomac and and now you see Jordan and and all those guys they're they're kind of getting their feet under them and and learning to calm down a little bit um unfortunately RJ had a little bit of a squirrel moment and went down um Poor Bruce uh, had to go to therapy today. Um, he was a nervous wreck after that. Uh, um, he's 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 given Bruce mental problems, but uh, that RJ's his guy. But you know, I I still am rooting for RJ. I want him to get it done. Uh, I've always liked that kid. He just just balls to the wall and goes for it, and, and I like that. I like somebody who just doesn't give a crap, hangs it out. And, and goes for it but uh, it, it, at some point it's like come on bro just back back it off a little bit take a fourth yeah. it's okay nobody's gonna call yeah, you like, a loser dude, bro
2: you got yeah. thirds like your big gaps are four thirds in the bag I mean if the gap's there for a second maybe go for it but I mean he was just trying to make something happen that just wasn't really there I mean he's not he's not really battling the thrasher and March Banks for the title at the moment he's in front of Smith like making points out what he needs to do. Yeah. And just, yeah, completely yeah, fucked it. Yeah. If he, I if mean, he has a bad weekend,
1: at, if he, sorry, if he has a bad weekend at Anaheim, I'm going to have to put Bruce on suicide watch. So RJ, if you <laughs> actually listen to any of this, please c- calm down, man. Just make yeah. it happen. Consistency wins it's championships, right. bro.
2: Do it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he, he'd gained two points on Smith as it is. He lost like six. Um, yeah, I mean, Smith, I'm just Mr. Consistent. I'll just you look at you look at consistency in the dictionary, and there's a picture of Jordan Smith. Uh, tip which hasn't tip, been typical... the case normally, <laughs> no, t- typical Jordan Smith, just consistent through and through. Uh, yeah, I mean, fair play. I mean, yeah, in the past. <clears throat> Not you wouldn't have said uh after three rounds Jordan Smith's been the the most consistent guy, but yeah, here we are in 24. I see like you said, he seems to have got his feet under him. And uh I mean he, he, yeah, I mean that's what you do if when you're when you're in the hunt for a championship on a night like that where all you can manage is a fourth, that's that's what you take. You take the fourth, and as it is, luck went his way and he ended up on the box. But yeah, I mean when it's your year, it's your year, that's the sort of things that happen to you. So um yeah, I, I think he's I think he's gonna be really difficult to beat now. I think he's especially after this weekend, he's sort of learned that he could take the fourth and uh it's not it's not make or break. And yeah, a few things fall his way. And um, yeah, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a hard man to track down in this title. I think the only one that's realistically got a shot is his kitchen really i think um but he's yeah, still just making those those little mistakes i think if he if he'd have just reined it in a little bit early on rather than trying to push the issue um too soon he would have he'd have worked his way past rj and probably took off with the win but yeah i mean youthful exuberance got the better of him and he he tried to make it happen where it wasn't really going to happen it cost him pretty dearly but yeah, I mean, it seems to be those three guys: RJ, Levi, and Jordan. Um, but I think I think Garrett can can also get up in there. I mean, he showed some good speed. I, I really thought he was going to get it done um, Saturday night. He he looked super super strong. Was hitting all his marks, hitting the triple as well. Um, wow. I mean, he's a big dude on a two fifty. So um, I'm not on a factory machine. So to to be hooking hooking that thing. Every lap in those conditions shows he's uh he's got a lot of faith in the bike and his ability. So, yeah, I'm I'd like to see him get some better starts, and I think he can um get in the mix as well.
0: Yeah, I know you wanted to touch yeah, my I... things on Garrett so too. Jeff, and I just wanted to quickly mention, obviously Yamaha the YZ two fifty mate taking up all three spots on the podium. Jeff, you love that accent, mate, and obviously Joe Motor actually had the fastest lap time in that race, so he'll be pretty frustrated obviously gained a position there at the end with RJ's misfortune, but yeah, fourth for him much better than last week, obviously, but he'll be feeling pretty frustrated about how the season's gone. Cause he was like one of those legitimate contenders and really looked like he was primed for an assault on that. So yeah, just your thoughts on that. Yeah. Go ahead with club MX and Garrett. Cause it's great to see them doing so well.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're doing something right. There's something in the water down there. Uh, um, that, that team is, uh, making the right moves and putting people in the right place. Uh, uh, Garrett is finally healthy and, you know, he's one Daytona and, and I think he'll continue to surprise people this season. But I also think, uh, club is great proof of how good just the machines are all around, you know, that you can take, um, a production bike, you know, like PC and those guys, they build all their bikes from parts. And, you know, a lot of these factory, uh, rides, they build their bikes from parts and, and, uh, These guys are taking a a, a production bike, you know, out of a crate and making it a race-winning, contending bike. And that just speaks volumes of how good the Yamaha is and then how good Garrett's program is and how good of a rider he is and how good his team is. And it's pretty cool, you know, like Phoenix Honda. uh, I'm jumping back to the 450, but look at uh, Ferrandez with Ziggy and those guys. It's getting to the point where... The gap between the full factory effort and the the high end privateer effort, that gap is getting narrower and narrower every year. You know, and pretty soon we're going to see the privateer teams going toe to toe with the factory teams. You know, I think that'll happen.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts for you, Brad, on the two hundred and fifty class, mate? Anything else that stood out to you? Obviously, brought on the Suzuki, just doing great things. He slotted in there nicely in the championship. He was sixth, I believe he is. So. That's pretty impressive. You probably wouldn't have had him and Oldenburg ahead of Shimoda. Three rounds in, that's for sure. But yeah, there's a lot to sort of take away from that class. So much unpredictability. A lot of the time, like we were saying, there's usually different winners every week. So it keeps us on our toes as fans. And yeah, that 250, that sort of little bit of immaturity, that sort of lose concentration, get a bit caught up in the moment. There's always something to go on and should make for a pretty fascinating weekend at the Triple Crown this weekend, shouldn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it's Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard them call him Tony Burden on the on the stream like talk about <laughs> just taking a French guy and just butchering his name. Um but Florida man yeah, he's
1: Frenchman's name.
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I mean yeah props to him. He's he's been riding really well. Um on a Suzuki as well I mean you kind of get away with it in a 450 class on a Suzuki because power is not really the the main sort of goal. It's more handling but 250 that two fifty class power is Power is king, and I think the RMZ two fifty is, is probably the the most underpowered bike out there, um, including like the K L X one tens that they ride around in the pits, um. But yeah, I mean tenth they tenth in in the mud. Um, I mean he's probably done his fair share of mud riding, so not not a massive surprise. But um, yeah, good ride from him. I think Rider D's had a really good rookie season so far as well um got that heat win last weekend, not probably had the results like in the main that he wanted, but another eighth. Yeah. Um good results to build on when you're a rookie. Um especially when there's people out there that have literally got children of their own and they're probably more than twice your age. Um so yeah, I, I think I think Ryder D's I think maybe even this weekend, uh, he's a Cali kid. Um back in Anaheim too. I think the shorter races will play into his favour. If he can get a good start, I can s I could see him sort of getting a podium one of these uh one of the um I can, what what would you call these one of these three races. Triple crown. Like one one of the triple crown motos. Um and yeah and uh, also Julian Beaumar, um I think his result especially this weekend has not reflected how well he's been doing he's getting really good starts um which is all you need to do when you're a rookie to get a good start put yourself in that position to to have that breakout ride and i think obviously anaheim won he was he was second for such a long time um probably tightened up a little bit and i think he ended up like sixth but for your first supercross um that's that's pretty decent so i think going back to that stadium again the shorter races as well he's a strong starter i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if uh if he ends up on the podium as well overall so yeah i think the 250 class is decent i'm i'm
0: enjoying watching it yeah it's pretty good And obviously before we wrap this one up we'll start with you jeff what's up for the week ahead mate obviously excited ahead of the triple crown this weekend Obviously you got to just finish up a few things at work, but yeah. And what else is also happening with the whiskey throttle lads doing a great job with the content. You lads are crushing it. So all the best, mate. And yeah, thanks again for joining us.
1: Oh yeah, man. I'm just going to thump a couple morons up here and get this thing wrapped up and then uh, hopefully head on out. Um, uh, I'd like to fly uh, Thursday so I can make press day, but I will be there Saturday for the race and I'll go by and uh, see Bourdon. Uh And uh, did I pronounce that right? Redneck uh, speaking French, yeah, buddy, I got it, um, I'm gonna go talk to that guy, you know, I' say, hey man, these mX vice dudes and me we we are talking good about you, uh let's let you know fill us in what w- what's going on and i will get the scoop so and uh, hey, one thing about those Suzukis they got Jamie Ellis uh doing those motors twisted, so he, they got a little secret sauce in there, so I just wanted to throw that in real quick, but yeah um i'm I'm so neck deep and and work stuff. I know ping and them are doing some uh content and creation this week and and Bruce is getting ready uh uh getting a, a bike prepped for the upcoming NGPC he's got on February 2nd through the 4th. So um lots of uh getting bikes ready and get built and uh do Anaheim and then next week I'm off and I'm going to help Bruce build a new bike and get that dialed and and go for the gold and then uh Pack up and head to Detroit for the East Opener, baby.
0: Oh mate, it's exciting times ahead. And before we wrap this one up, Brad, what's on the cards view for the week ahead with the testing as we lead up to the triple Crown. mate? Should be fascinating.
2: Yeah. So uh well, this weekend the weather's looking a little bit Mickey. Um us that means awful, Jeff. If you uh didn't if you didn't get that. Um but uh and it's my it's my daughter's birthday on Monday, so we're having a party for her Saturday. So may might be able to get out Sunday if the weather eases up, but if not, it'll be next weekend Going couldn't try and do Saturday and Sunday next weekend. So, um, yeah, hopefully a bit more testing with the FMF. Um, and yeah, hopefully get your guys, uh, hostile handwork kit out as well. Give that a, uh, give that a rip out. So yeah, fingers crossed the weather holds up and, uh, we can get some, get some good content.
0: Yeah, awesome for everything that's coming out from you, lads. And yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting this podcast and the website. And we'll thank the sponsors in Golf Racing Fuels, Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASU Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, Whole Shop Motorhomes, Yamaha, and of course, even Evenstrokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none is be possible. All right, thanks again for joining us on this one, lads. Had a great chat and look forward to speaking next week. All right, man. Hey,
2: great talking to you.
0: Cheers.